Welcome back to the Faith Friday Podcast. My name is Jordan Summers. I'm here today with Zach Fleming, our new campus pastor. How yeah. are you doing today, Zach? I am doing well. This is day, well, we're recording this at the end of day three on the job. Oh, yeah. oh you're going to let them know in on our little secret oh, that, that, we, we, that, that these aren't live? That these aren't live? No, yeah. I, I <laughs> and that we're that. recording this after you recorded the video? <laughs> oh, yeah, I did. It was after I recorded the video. Um, yeah, but it's, these aren't live. This isn't radio. Um so I'm sorry if I pulled the curtain back on. But it's so hard the, to know. You got such a radio voice. The Faith Friday podcast. Thank you. <laughs> I have a face meant for radio. Is that what you're saying? Hey, Thank yeah, you. yeah. <laughs> I mean, anybody can have a good enough face for radio with enough EQ. <laughs> so, Zach, tell me a little bit more about yourself. Where'd you grow up? I grew up in Mattoon, Illinois. It's about three and a half hours south of Chicago. Okay. So it's like usually when you say Illinois, that's people's knowledge is Chicago. So it's like nowhere near Chicago. It'd be closer to St. Louis than it is uh, to Chicago. So, I grew so up, really you grow out, you grew up outside of Missouri. I, you know, <laughs> I did, I grew up closer to Missouri than I did to Chicago really. Right. Like East central is what it was called. So we were pretty close to the Indiana border as well. If you okay. know your geography of Illinois, kind of the opposite of where we're at right now. Cause we're, no, we're like dead center. Um, yeah, central, we're like right in the center. Yeah. of. The, usually when I tell people where McPherson is, I'm like, point to the exact center of the state of Kansas and you'll you'll be really close. I mean, you could do that with just like a United States map. Just pull it's, it up. It's the same as when people are like, oh, Kansas, like Kansas City. And you're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Kansas City isn't Kansas. And I would say that Chicago is not is not Mattoon in, in a similar kind of yeah. uh, fashion. I get the same. I grew up in Texas. Okay. So when I say, oh, yeah, I grew up in Texas, everyone was like, oh, so are you around Dallas? No, I'm on the opposite side <laughs> right. of Texas. Believe it or not, Texas is a pretty big state. So it is. So there's more than, yeah, that's so well, fun. Well, it's funny because everybody always says the same thing. So are you from Dallas? Are you from Houston? Or are you from Austin? Those are the three places I hear. So let me reverse this, Jordan, since you, you grew up in Texas, um, I was hanging out with some other students from Texas earlier uh, this week and asked them a really important question Question as it relates to being a resident of Texas. How do you feel about Whataburger? You have to answer this correctly or every Texan on campus <laughs> is, is going to like track oh, you Oh man, and, you, you really put me in the spot. Oh yeah. Okay. Have, have you never, have you eaten Whataburger? Like, I you have know eaten what Whataburger. Okay. okay. So first experience with Whataburger, my brother got sick. Oh. So that's already kind of it's a bummer. Not, it's, it's not, not good, looking man. good for it's Whataburger. Not, it's not, I'm telling you, I would be careful. I know, I'd be very careful how you answer my why didn't you just you? ask me if I liked the Cowboys? Like, why? Yeah, right. The easy. <laughs> yeah. The stars at night are big and bright, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, um, I know. I, okay. You don't have to answer because I don't want you to get lynched. No, and, no. And, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll answer. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I grew up in a town that didn't even have a Whataburger. Oh. So I barely even went to Whataburger. Oh. I, I, I will say this. Dairy Queen all the way. I will get a Reese's Blizzard oh, every time man. I go. Here's the DLCCC. I just need you to know that. That is Jordan speaking. I'm not the one that chose <laughs> Dairy Queen over Whataburger. I'm just saying. Just, just I'm not the one who put Dairy Queen in in Monahan's and not Whataburger. That's all right. There's, all there's. Right. That's fair. <laughs> okay, I've hijacked your drive. podcast. What other questions do you have for me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you grew up in Mat- almost Mat- almost Chicago. Almost, yeah, almost <laughs> Chicago. Yes. Um. Yeah. I. 
I grew up there. I went to high school there. Um, when I was graduating high school, my intention was uh, to go to a four-year school and get a degree in music education. Okay. Uh, and I, my, my heart, my plan was to be a high school band director. Okay. Yeah. So that yeah. was that was the plan back in. I graduated high school in 1998. Okay. Uh, and that was the plan. It's that a didn't long happen. ways off from that youth pastor. Didn't, in didn't happen in because, Kansas. as you see, I am not a high school band director. So that did not pan out. What? Uh, yeah. So I went to uh, Eastern Illinois University. Okay. Uh, I was on a full ride music scholarship. Dang. Um, I play saxophone um, and I play clarinet. And I was actually there more for my proficiency in clarinet than I was saxophone. And apparently this particular institution of higher learning frowns on it when you don't go to class ever. Um, Yeah, it's craziness. Um, So I like essentially slept through the entire like I was only there a semester and then they kicked me out. Uh, So I yeah, so that was my short career as a, a Somebody in a with a music ed uh, major. I didn't. I, I did just, not make it very long. <laughs> you know, as an aside, I just want to point out that I always love these kinds of stories. Yeah. Because I, I, it, it always turns out like, oh yeah, I got kicked out of college, and then something awesome happened. Yeah. Because like the the creator of Veggie Tales. Yeah. Got kicked out of college, out of a Christian college, because he didn't go to chapel. Yeah. Not suggested course of action. So, so here's the deal. Let me back up a little bit. Um, I wasn't I wasn't a Christian mm-hmm. really at all at this point. Um, I grew up we we attended church like kind of casually. So like you you went to church on Sunday unless you didn't like and that wasn't it was a Sunday thing that didn't really I I at least for me it didn't really impact the rest of my life outside of Sunday. Right. Uh, so I wasn't I wasn't a Christian. I got kicked out of this college. Um, Moved back home. My parents were less than thrilled with that. You know, you lose a full ride scholarship. Your folks aren't like you're not their favorite child in that moment. Yeah. yeah, So I I um, started going to community college, um, worked um, a bunch of like jobs while I was going to. I was a busboy at a Cracker Barrel and I uh, worked the front desk at a hotel. I um, I worked at this, like, this is fun. I, in this area of Illinois where I lived, there was this large Amish population. And so there was like a working Amish farm that was like a tourist attraction and it's called rock home gardens. And you could like work there. And so one summer I worked as a blacksmith at a working Amish farm. You worked as a blacksmith. I was a blacksmith. Yeah. So people would ride this horse powered buzzsaw. They would ride this horse and it would power this saw and it would cut off this piece of wood and then they would take this circle of wood over to me and I would wood burn their name on this piece of wood by hand and that's what I that's what I did one summer I think I was 19 the summer of being 19 I, I worked as a blacksmith for the summer that's insane. I'm, I'm sorry. I can't get past the horsepowered buzzsaw. Yeah, it is like, insane. Did dude. it just run around in a circle? Yes, it did. You, that is you. <laughs> and have, someone was riding this. So yeah. How so do you not get dizzy? If you're a little kid, if you're a little kid, you get to ride the horse, oh. and the horse cuts the piece of wood, and then the little kid gets off, and you hand them this piece of wood that they, you know, like looking back on it, you're like, I just, I, I don't know how Peta would feel about like the whole situation, <laughs> like. I, there are there are probably things that I, I, that community got away with that you know, maybe 
Maybe aren't all on the level. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But I did it for a, for a whole summer. Um, yeah. So so soon after that, I got an opportunity through this community college uh, that I was attending to do uh, what's called the Disney College Program. And so I went for a semester and I worked in Walt Disney World in Florida, um, and I got college credit for it. I lived like essentially right outside the Disney World theme parks. And uh, yeah, for a whole semester, I worked in the Magic Kingdom in the food and beverage uh, area. And and I did that for I I lived at Disney World and so did you and did that did you get free like food from that <laughs> so you, I didn't get free food no no and you you would get free entry into the parks when you weren't working but you were always working yeah. if, if anybody has an opportunity to do the Disney College program if like you know COVID ever goes away and those things happen again uh I. It, it's not something that I wouldn't recommend, but it's not, it wasn't the greatest experience I've mm. ever had either. And again, all through this wasn't, wasn't a Christian. It's like you're the bunny in the hat in the Magic Kingdom. I know things about Disney where if you ever want to track me down and ask me, I could probably ruin your childhood <laughs> in about three minutes. Like it wouldn't take like the myth, the, the perfect myth of all things Disney. I could destroy it. If I was a, a less kind person, probably. So we don't even need those YouTube videos you to know, try to do the no, same I thing. Can, you want to know, I'll tell you. Like, I'll <laughs> just, it, you, yeah, those memories are burned in my mind. Do you know where all the hidden Mickeys are? I know where a lot of hidden Mickeys are. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. So I, I came back from that internship. I'm still, again, not a Christian at this point. This By this time, I'm 20. Uh, and I, I come back, and there are these friends of mine from high school who were Christians, they were followers of Jesus, um, and they just, they had this heart for me to come to know the Lord. And I had a lot of, I had a lot of what I would say were intellectual barriers Mm. to following Jesus. There were things that like, I just can't, I don't, I can't buy into this. I don't feel like this, um, this holds weight. I just, I I don't think that this is true. Um, And my friends were so faithful about, encouraging me in the midst of that those doubts they would give me books to read and I'm a reader if you visit my office there's a few books and like I reading I love reading um and so they would give me these books to read and we would have these long conversations and 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 they continued to pray for me and I I was 20 years old and I was working third shift at a hotel and there was this night when I was working third shift where I I had this moment where I had to acknowledge that I was living life my way and living life my way. Like I was in charge and, and I had everything you could possibly want. I had a good job. I had a really nice apartment. I had a decent car. Like I had all the stuff, Mm -hmm. but I was still super empty. Like there was some, like I just, I was empty inside. And so I had this moment in the back, in the laundry room of this hotel, and I was folding sheets because that's what you did when you worked third shift. You folded sheets for the mm-hmm. next day. And so I had this moment where it was probably the first time I ever actually prayed. And I said, okay, God, I've tried doing this my way, and there's still this emptiness. If you're real, if you are who these people say you are, these books mm-hmm. that I've been reading, um, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you my life. 
And so if you're if you're real, I'm asking that you would show up and show me. Mm. Um, and so that for me was this. That would that I would say that that was the beginning of my relationship with Jesus. Was in the back room of this this hotel when I was 20 years old. Amen. Yeah. In the year 2000. Yeah. So this is like 20, 20 years. Year at, 20 wow. years. Yeah. 21, 20 years. 21 yeah. year anniversary. Yeah. So some of you have been alive longer than I've been a Christian. Yeah. Yeah. I'm one of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you go to Disney World and yeah. meet Jesus at Disney World. I didn't meet Jesus at Disney World. I did. I can't. I went to Disney World and came home from Disney World. Okay. Both okay. not a Christian. Yes. Okay. Okay. So you left. I that. learned how to you, sin really good in Disney World. Uh, oh, that's, that could that's, be a separate podcast called "Don't Go to Disney World." I don't know. What you call it. I don't, <laughs> don't sin in Disney World. <laughs> don't, I don't. Something with a more clever hook than that, perhaps. Uh, we'll brainstorm later. Okay. So, so you got back and you came to this point. You just felt empty. Um, came to know the Lord. Yeah. And you're still in Illinois. I'm still in Illinois. Yeah. How'd you get from Illinois? Uh, now as a new believer yeah to kansas to kansas oh how many of you as students do you like go home and you have to field the question and people say why <laughs> kansas like that's like how many of you know exactly like that moment when you're like oh, i don't know uh no i uh so i became a christian and right away these friends of mine who had been investing in me they were also serving with this organization in our community called Youth for Christ. Yeah. It's a pretty popular like parachurch organization. And so mm -hmm. that's what they were doing. And so that's, I wanted to be with them and learn more about this Jesus. And so I started helping out with this Youth for Christ uh, chapter. And I went, they had a ski trip, a high school ski trip. And so I went um, as a sponsor, as a chaperone, as mm -hmm. a staff person on this high school ski trip and during this ski trip, they had this night where they brought in this speaker and he talked about Jesus and he invited people to trust in Jesus. And they had set it up so staff people were in this other room. And if anybody wanted to talk or wanted prayer, they could go to this room and talk to a staff person. So I'm in with these staff people and this kid comes in. And unfortunately, or fortunately, it depends on how you look at it. I was the only one not engaged with another person talking at this point in this this kid comes in the room uh, and so he comes over to me and he's he's like, I, I feel like I need to become a Christian. I want to become a Christian. And I'm freaking out because I'm like, I just did this like a month and a half ago. <laughs> I don't even know what I don't I don't want to mess this up. Like, what if I say something wrong and it doesn't count? And he like mm -hmm. doesn't become a Christian or he goes to hell like I didn't oh, know. That's a lot of pressure. Like, I, did, I had no and I was so new to all of it. But I ended up, I ended up in this really choppy, very sincere way, leading this kid to the Lord. Like, like he, like, and that was such a powerful moment. And I remember that moment, this kid kind of leaves and I'm sitting there and I was like, I was like, this is what I, I just want to do this. Like, can I just do this all the time? Like, why, why would I ever want to do anything else other than talk to people about Jesus? Like, this is this is the greatest thing ever. I just want to do this all the time. And so mm -hmm. it started these thoughts in my mind, like, wait, is that like a thing? Can you do like, do people do that? And so I'm like looking around and there are these people who are on staff with youth for Christ. And I'm like, you, you guys get paid like as a job to like, to talk about Jesus. Like, that's amazing. Like I want, I want to do that. But at this point I have no, I'm so 
such a baby in all of this. Mm -hmm. I'm so new to all of it. So I go home to my apartment and I'm like, I, how do you, I'm like, if I'm going to do this, I bet there's like a class or something that you probably take to learn how to do this. Like, you know, I just had a, a, you know, a really awkward moment with a kid who wanted to become a Christian. So I was like, I'm sure there's like a class or something. And I'm like, or is there like a school? Like, do you, I had no vernacular, no context for understanding that you could study ministry. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. And so I remember this is back in 2000, man. I got on my, I got on a Yahoo search engine and I typed in the most ridiculous series of words. And it was like Christian school, youth ministry, not Illinois. Like it was like something <laughs> because and it was, so, it was, but it was also, I had this sense that like, if I'm going to do this, then I need to, to leave the context that I'm in. Mm. I need to give myself the freedom to not carry around with me the identity that I was known by for 20 years in this. Mm-hmm. Cause I had become a Christian and, and I was that kid that was like, wait, that kid's a, there's no way like that kid. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I felt that part of this was, I have to get out of Illinois. And so I typed these like ridiculously non-cohesive words in the search engine. And the, I kid you not the first school to pop up on that list was Central Christian College of Kansas. And the reason I believed in my heart that this was a legit place to check out was that the logo for the school had a cross in it. And I'm like, oh, that's probably legit. They've got a cross. <laughs> so that's probably that's probably all right. You hear it, you've heard it here first. Right. So crosses. Are legit. That's anywhere you find a crop. There's probably never any shady like oh, stuff no. going. No. no, never. Yeah. So, um, I I contacted the school. Like I was I was really proactive. Like I was, I was an admission person's like dream kid because I'm pursuing <laughs> them with like everything I have at this point. I'm so passionate about this. So I come and preview the school, and at that point, President Favara was he was at that point the campus pastor. So I got to sit down and meet Lenny as a, as a preview kid, really. And he, Lenny at the professor, excuse me, president Favaro at that point was the, he was also teaching the youth ministry courses. So I was like, Oh, this is the guy I need to meet. Like, cause you're, you're doing the thing that I want to be doing. Like right. really connected with, with him. I uh, just felt really excited to be on this campus in this space. And so I enrolled and started at Central in the fall of 2001 as a student studying ministry. That's insane. Yeah. So, so I've been a Christian like, since November, uh-huh. and I started in August of you know a few months later. Yeah, studying ministry. Studying ministry. Okay, so yeah. this is 2001. I have to ask, yeah. where were you on in September? Where was I on September 11th? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I found out about September 11th. Um, at that point, chapels were Tuesdays and Fridays is when we had oh, chapel. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So I found out about it in Greer Auditorium um, during chapel. I remember that I had I had a class, an 830 class, and chapel then was at 930. And so I didn't know, like I didn't know anything. I was mm-hmm. a good student who was in class, and Larry Anderson will affirm that um, all the time. Never skipped, ever, ever, ever. That's not true. That's a lie. Um, as we know from my previous college experience, I like sleep. Uh, so I was in chapel 
And I remember uh, then Pastor Lenny getting up and telling us what had happened uh, and leading us as a, as a campus in prayer. Um, they dismissed us. We didn't have chapel. And I remember walking back to uh, the dorms and watching the TVs and the lounges. I remember I was working at Applebee's uh, as a waiter uh, during that time. And I went in for my shift that afternoon and they sent me home because nobody was coming in. And so I just remember for like the next day and a half sitting in dorm lobbies and watching news and watching that footage over and over and over mm-hmm. again. Yeah. I, I, I just, I remember I was, I was super, super young and I just remember it was, it was a little bit surreal. Cause I, it, for me, it was like something that had already happened. Yeah. Like I thought it was like a, pa- a past yeah, event, like yeah, Abraham sure. Lincoln and then sure. this, but I like everybody was crowded around the TV and everybody was, was crying. And yeah. I remember that. Um, but it, I, at the time that it happened, I thought it was like already, it was like yeah. history, like old history. It's old news. In, and it's interesting at a place like central because you have people who are from all over the country, all over the world. Mm-hmm. And so you have these friends of yours that for them, it's this really, man, that's like home. Like I know that, you know, so mm-hmm. I grew up in Illinois and then moved to Kansas. So like my knowledge of the World Trade Center or New York City or any of that was really, I did. I, I think I'd been there once on a, like a school field trip. Right. So it was, but when you watch your friends around you having this real visceral emotive sort of response, like, yeah, it was a powerful I would say it in its tragedy, it was a powerfully unifying force mm. as well in 2001. Mm. A lot of tragedies seem to yeah. have that that effect. So on to a, <laughs> a bit of a happier subject. Sure. So you, you got to Central, yeah. studied here, yeah. then you ended up at... So I, I, st- I was a student from 2001 to 2005. Okay. Uh, and in 2005, as I was grad... Like, in like April or March, March or April of the year I was I was graduating, um, the the youth pastor position at the McPherson Free Methodist Church was coming open. Like the youth pastor mm-hmm. stepping down, or they were they were in the search for a youth pastor, I should say. Um, and so this is a church that I had interned at, that I've been volunteering at. I knew these students, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I should I'm I should apply for this job. Now I will tell you that at this point I was engaged. Um, and my wife was going to school in Wisconsin and I was at school here in, (laughs) in Kansas. Um, and this was before you don't even, this is a long distance relationship before smartphones. All right. Like, like we had to like email it. It was, yeah. So when students now were like, all we can do is FaceTime. I have very little sympathy. Like my sympathy level is not because I'm like, you don't know, you don't know this. You don't know the struggle is not real for you. It was real for me. Um, so, so we, my wife and I are engaged at this point. We're going to get married that next August, but we had this agreement that whoever we were both graduating. So whoever got the job first, the other one was going to move, you know, there. Okay. Okay. And so there was a lot on the line. Yeah, like I'm going to apply yeah. for this job. And, and my, my poor bride got to move across the country and become a resident of Kansas as well. And uh, so I applied and uh, um, got the job. So I graduated in May and on June 1st started as the youth pastor at the McPherson Free Methodist Church. Well, there you go. So, okay. So sometime now people are going to have to seek you out and ask you how in the world you met your wife when she's in Wisconsin. Yeah, so we met, yeah. we met in between our junior and 
in between our sophomore and junior year of college. We dated two years long distance. Okay. Um, we met the in between our sophomore and junior year. We met at a camp, a Sky Lodge Christian camp um, in Montella, Wisconsin, that I had gone to work at for the summer. Um, being a youth ministry major, I wanted that camp experience. I wanted to work at a camp. And so... Uh, it was a free Methodist camp. Uh, I had had some connections and they had saw, so it was, mm-hmm. um, and I met her there. We worked together all summer and I waited until the day before we were leaving camp to ask her out in case it went south and she said, no, at least I could leave her out. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we dated two years long distance. There you go. Yeah, there were, so, there were people, I think that thought she was fake for a few weeks that the start of that junior <laughs> year. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, because you couldn't just send pictures like, see, she's, yeah, look, she's, she's real. Yeah, look, she's real. Here is her in a garden and another Here's, on a she roller me- coaster. And, yeah, <laughs> that looks like a bunch of frames. Yeah. Well, so so what I'm really hearing is that you want to find a godly spouse. You just go to work at a youth camp for a summer. This is what I'm saying. And it's really fun. How do I say this? I don't want to. Did you guys just hear that burp? Did you guys? Is that going to? Oh, that's. Don't edit that. Hey, Central, I just burped on your Faith Friday podcast. Um, <laughs> it's really fun to watch like the evolution of a Central Christian College relationship where they're like, we've been dating for four months and you're my soulmate. And like, let's a ring before spring. Oh, right. Like that. It's and, so and sad because I'm I watching this happen. I, I so know. much against that. But yeah. <laughs> And I'm not saying that that's that's wrong. I'm just saying that is not the life path that I chose. No, um. I, I okay. I had friends. I'm, okay, my other college was my other college was nicknamed Baptist Bridal College. <laughs> People literally went to this college not for a degree, but to find right. a spouse and to get, get married. your MRS like, degree. Is that have you heard that? Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, it, like Ring by Spring was like yep. a real, real thing. There were yeah. people that I knew. Yep. They dated a month. And then got engaged. Yeah. And then they got married that summer. Yeah. And I'm like, well, good luck. Yep. I'll pray for you guys. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So you're youth pastor. I'm youth pastor. Started in 2005. I got married and started in the same. So I got, I graduated in May, started in June, got married in August. Ooh, that's a I tried to get like busy. all the big life transformation, yeah, yeah. life life things. Yeah, all of it out of the way in the same summer. It was great. Okay, okay. And you have kids. We have three kids. Yeah. Did you have your first kid nine months later? No. Okay. Okay. We okay. waited a few yeah. years. Okay. Okay. Because because it's like yeah. get all the major life events. It's like yeah, no, save no, no. save one. No, we did <laughs> we did wait. Uh, okay. A few years before okay. our son was born. Yeah. Okay. So. Now and then you're teaching or you're youth pastor yep. at the Free Methodist Church. Yeah. And now you're back at Central. And now I'm back at Central Christian College. Yeah. So so how'd that happen? How how'd you I'm I'm super excited for you to be here uh, I with am, the students. What man, John, what brought I'm you in? So I'm so excited. Like I haven't it's been difficult to articulate like how like stoked I am about this this opportunity. Um I had this real, if I can be honest with you, I had this real wrestling in my spirit that's been happening for a while. And I don't think I was able to, I think all of the, the change of COVID Mm -hmm. forced me to have to, to sit with that tension where before COVID I could just 
go, go, go and do the next camp or the next retreat or the next mm-hmm. talk or the next meeting and, and never have to come face to face with what I think was a growing tension in my spirit that I, th- I, I need to be done with, with my, I think that the church that Mac free, the free Methodist church, mm-hmm. I think that they're at a place where they need someone who's not me. They need a different skill set, a different gifting, um, mm-hmm. somebody who, who's not me. Um, and I, and again, I think that the, the space that COVID gave, that the disruption that COVID, COVID gave, mm-hmm allowed me to come face to face with that truth mm. in a real way. So in the end of October, middle middle to end of October, I just felt the Lord telling me, Zach, you need to resign. He didn't, it wasn't a, you need to resign so that you can become the campus pastor at Central. It was, it was a very real season of, I'm asking I, I felt like I was leaping before I looked sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like it was a true moment of, I don't know what the next thing is, but I know I need to be done here. Uh, and so I, at the end, in the middle end of October, I uh, handed in my letter of resignation. I, I said, I'll work until the end of um, the year. And it was a couple weeks after that, that I had start. There were some, some rumblings, some mm-hmm. movements and conversations with, John Walker uh, and uh, President Favara and some others mm-hmm. to where I was like, oh, like that, that sounds like it would be a really great, like I would love that. Like that, mm-hmm. that lights me up inside. I could invest in college students and I could serve Central and be on campus and, um, and, and I, cause I believe in the campus pastor position, what I experienced as a student and what the campus pastor did for me when I was a student was it changed my life. It changed my life. And so the thought of being able to step in and um, provide that pastoral role for the group of students here now, like I am, I'm just, I'm honored. I'm excited. I'm a little bit nervous um, (laughs) coming in, in the middle of a pandemic in the middle of a school year. I'm trying to get to know people by just looking at their eyeballs and nothing else like it. uh, There's some, there's some, there's some differences, but I am, yeah. oh, I'm just, I'm at this place where it's, you, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go. Yeah, I, I, When I heard that you were going to be campus pastor, I'm like, yes, we have another one. <laughs> <laughs> I have help. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Somebody yes. I can walk with. And yeah. Really, yeah. I, I was, and I, I just have to say when I, when I, I was, I was stoked one to have a campus pastor yeah. Yeah. and I was like, I was even more stoked to find out that it was you. Cause I figured that you just really are such the perfect fit Thank for you. this campus. And, and I'm because I've, I've seen just a little bit of a, a taste of how you yeah. just how passionate you are about people. And yeah. So I'm, well, thank I'm definitely you. stoked for the upcoming semester. I'm thrilled for, um, for this semester. I'm, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm learning like it's you, they, I just lost all ability to put words together and form sentences. It, it feels like you hit the ground running in some real uh, some real big ways, um, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So is you <laughs> editing uh, it? You're yeah, not yeah. going to edit that. You're going to leave that in. Uh, uh, if he does it? edit it, he's going to have to edit all the way to here because I said, is you, is what he just attempted to do. Pull off in this. Okay, continue. Oh, don't this, think none I of this is going to be in, <laughs> so I can say whatever <laughs> yeah, I want that's right true. now. 
bubblegum. Bubblegum wrap. The blooper reel. The blooper reel. I, it, the blooper reel is real. <coughs> Not is real. As long as we have a blooper moment, I needed to cough. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. And cut. And cut. Is there any sort of message or encouragement that you might give to students right now who are having a hard time at the beginning of the semester? Um, they're having a hard time with coming back to school or maybe coming to school for the first time um, who have had, you know, or just a really hard year. Um, maybe they're wrestling in their faith right now. And just what what would you say to that student who really um, needs to be anchored um, like our, our, you know, our yeah. sort of yeah. verse right now here on campus? Yeah. Um, is, what would you say to that student that's just like, I'm just, I'm not ready for this? Yeah. So first... The first thing, just right, right off, um, I would say, yeah, I say I get it. Um, I would say that one of the biggest tricks of the devil, one of the biggest tricks of the enemy, is to make you feel like you're the only one. Like in the midst of a struggle or a temptation or whatever it is that you know, anything that you articulated just now, in the midst of any of that, one of the biggest tools of the enemy is to make you think that there's something wrong with you and you must be the only one that's feeling this way. And so first I would say, man, I get it. And you're not the, every single one of us are off kilter right now. Like we're still living in the midst of like this, the unprecedented has been the buzzword that everyone chose to use at the beginning of this, that you got like sick of hearing this is unprecedented. Yeah. It, it's, it sucks is what it is. <laughs> and and so I I would first and foremost like be like, look, it's it is not great for anybody. And so don't feel like you are in this alone because we are all doing the best we can in the midst of this. So I would start there. I would also say that what you need to know is that you are created, you are loved that you have a purpose and value, that Jesus can be trusted. You could end up, you could have ended up here at Central Christian College and all of a sudden you're like, wait, what? what's all of this Jesus talk? I signed on to come here for school. I signed on to come here to play ball, like whatever it is. And all of a sudden there's a lot of talk about Jesus. And here's the thing, folks, you being here is not an accident. Uh, all of this Jesus talk is talk because Jesus is central to everything we do. He is mm. the like he is the reason behind all of this. Mm. Uh, and so if you if you're here and you're just not sure about it or you're feeling antsy or you're feeling frustrated or broken or you you have anxiety or if you feeling depressed or if you're like, waiting for light at the end of the tunnel for, I get it. I get all of it. Yes. But know that this is not, this moment is not the end of our story. Um, if you listened to my video or watched my video from earlier in the week, I talked about how I want to declare this a semester of hope and hope declares that this craziness is not the end, that this is not, this is not how this story ends. And so we cling to hope and we believe in hope and we're recording this on Wednesday evening, right after everything went all crazy, went all cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs in 
Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. this afternoon. That's not the end of our story. That that There is hope because those things that happened, uh, the, the death and destruction and pain and sin, all of that stuff belongs to sin. And because of what Jesus did on the cross, that is not where our story ends. Our story ends with redemption, with salvation, and with things being made new. Um, so that's my word. That's my mini sermon. Amen. Sorry, I preached no, there no, for a minute. Um, you know, I'm, I, I guarantee just, I, there's somebody yeah, who needed to hear that. Yeah, I, I, I would love if you're in that space, please come seek me out. Um, I said in my video mm. on Wednesday. Uh, here's the deal. Here's the truth, Central. And I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be real with you. Don't tell anybody. Um, <laughs> as I was leaving the church, I was really, I was blessed. I was graced with like. People just kept giving me gift cards for coffee locations in McPherson. So I have I have accumulated a redonkulous amount of coffee gifts. So Kraft or Heartbeat or Scooters, you name it. I've got like so when I stand on a video and say, if you seek me out, I will buy you a cup of coffee. That's why I'm saying it, because I have a crap ton of gift cards that I didn't earn. Um, and I'd love to to get to know you and, and bless you with them. So I would love to meet you, especially if you're in the midst of a place where you just need an ear or you need someone to talk to or someone to pray for you. Um, know that you are loved, and I am so excited to be here. Amen. Thank you so much for yes, that, Zach. absolutely. And speaking of prayer, is there any way that we as a student body can be praying for you? Yeah. Um, so I would love it if you would pray for my family. Mm-hmm. Um, I have three kids. I have a son who's in sixth grade, a daughter who's in fourth grade, and a daughter who's in second grade. And this is a big deal. So dad is changing jobs, um, mm-hmm. but it's different. If any of you are PKs, if any of you are pastor's kids, or you 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 know that there's this there's this truth to they've they've been kids that have grown up at this church. And so that's part of, that's been part of their identity. And so for my wife and I, we have, our prayer has just been that this move to campus ministry and me stepping down at Mac free, um, that they would be protected in that, that they Mm. would, um, that they would actually, um, come to know and love central the way we do. And that, Mm -hmm. um, we are, we are excited that our kids are perhaps inheriting like, you know, 300 big brothers and big sisters and so we we love that for them um but that's been yeah that's our that's i would say always right away right now my prayer is is for my kids and um and pray that i could um i I want to be a campus pastor for the whole campus if that if that makes sense so I, i don't i i want to make sure that i'm open and available to to all students Mm. Yeah, so Thank pray in you. that direction as well. Yeah, amen. Thank you so much for listening to the Faith Friday podcast. Stay safe, have a great weekend, and thank God for Jesus. <laughs>